Hey guys, welcome back to episode five of the Blue Line Breakdown. I'm your co-host Jace, and I am of course joined by Alex and Harrison. And uh, we got a pretty good episode for you guys this week. Obviously, we're going to review and preview some big games from the past week and upcoming week. Get into the Blue Line Pick'em. And then we got a new segment at the end. It's going to be kind of a fun segment called Guess the Player. Um, we're each going to have a player on our heads. The other two will have to try and guess that player within uh, 10 questions. So, uh, yeah, um, we'll get right into it with uh, reviewing the big games from this uh, past week. And I'll pass it off to Alex for the first game. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Thursday, March 23rd, we had Tampa visiting Ottawa. It was a massive 7-2 Ottawa W. Uh, they absolutely dominated on home ice. Debrinket had a three-point night. And Tampa, along with their big guns, they continue to slide. The Atlantic is kind of, obviously, they're locked into a playoff spot, but um, they continue to slide down the standings. And that is kind of scary for Tampa coming into playoff time. But what do you guys think? Uh, one thing I thought was pretty funny from that game is that uh, – Ottawa scored an empty net goal with six minutes left in the third. Tampa pulled their goalie. It was 5-2. <laughs> that's insane. I don't, know if, I don't know about you guys. I feel like that's a little early. That's like a Patrick Wall move from when he coached Colorado. It's a little, it's a little fun. <laughs> it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Lightning. Down 5-2. No really need to pull your goalie down 5-2. No. Even if Kinda it is silly, six but... minutes left, but... Oh, this is it's looking good for the Leafs in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, they'll get home ice for sure. Yeah. Um, Ottawa, it looks like their hopes are pretty much done unless something happens to Pittsburgh and or the Islanders, which I doubt happens. Um, Ottawa will miss the playoffs once again. It's kind of unfortunate. I expect them to pick up next year, though. We'll see. Hopefully. I like Canadian teams. Making the playoffs. Anyways, shall you continue the review? I shall. Uh, our next game was a couple days down the road on Saturday. We had Blue Jackets visiting Montreal, and it was an 8-2 blowout in favor of the Habs with Raphael Harvey Pinard getting a hat trick. And <laughs> yes, uh, sir. that is unbelievable. What do you guys think? Young guy, he's been kind of lighting it up since coming into the league. Um, he has quite a few games or quite a few goals under his belt now. He was he's just got called up uh, by the Habs, and uh, unfortunately, they actually lost that game to Columbus. So Columbus's odds at Bedard get a little bit better. But Jace, you got any thoughts from the Bedard Bowl on Saturday? Um. Not really. I'm sure Habs fans were happy about the uh, the hat trick and the big win, but I'm sure Blue Jackets fans don't mind losing if it means that they uh, they stay at the bottom of the standings for Bedard. And Montreal, they're kind of in their own zone right now. They're 12 points up. They're second last in the East, but they're 12 points up on Columbus, but five points back of Philly. So they're kind of like, they can't really pass anyone. They really can't get past either. So yeah, in the East they're kind of stuck. Yeah. So, I mean, Montreal is just kind of playing out the stretch here, but uh, I'm sure it was a it was a great night for uh, Raphael getting the hat trick and 
for Habs fans to see a big a big win, even if it doesn't really mean much. But uh, yeah. Any other thoughts, or can we move on? Good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, so our next game was uh, Sunday on the 26th. St. Louis paid a visit to L.A. to take on the Kings. And this was a crazy high-scoring game. The Kings uh, were up 5-1 um, after the first period. They were up 5-1. And then St. Louis stormed back and uh, managed to tie it. Um, uh, no, they, they didn't tie it. They didn't quite tie it. They came back, made it 6-5. But then uh, L.A. got another one uh, to make it 7-5. And then Kairou scored with under a minute left to give them a little hope, make it 7-6. But uh, Blues come up just short of the comeback, and Kings hold on for a wild 7-6 win at home. Uh, I know as an Oilers fan, kind of hoping the Blues could pull one off there. Um, but uh, Kings managed to hold on. What do you guys think of that one? Yeah, pretty pretty crazy game. What's that? Thirteen goals scored. LA likes LA's been on, they've been on fire lately. Holy, what are they? Ten zero and two in their last twelve. I think I saw something. That's they are just... the best team coming out of the trade deadline. They have been on fire. Wow, everyone in the Pacific has just been unbelievable. It's yeah, scary for the Oilers. But Oilers are doing good too. But I guess we'll find out. Oilers still taking the division, in my opinion. I don't know about you guys. No, it'll be tight. Because I guess Edmonton, they have um, two more games against L.A. So um, that's a big, what is that? I, I, I guess that's eight points between those matchups there. So that'll be intense. Yeah, and Vegas and uh, L.A. still play each other one more time as well. So division is still up for grabs in the Pacific there. And speaking of the Pacific Division, uh, do you want to take us to the uh, the next game that we're going to review here, Alex? Yes. So Tuesday, March 28th, uh, we had Edmonton in Vegas, and it was an absolutely dominant performance for Edmonton. They doubled, nearly doubled Vegas in shots. Uh, it was huge to cut down on the gap to the points in the Pacific Division, and Edmonton showed that um, they kind of dominated – Vegas this season, honestly. So, um, what do you guys think? Um, yeah, like that game was. I watched that game in Vegas. They, the first period was pretty close. Both teams got a lot of goals, but second period was just absolutely dominated by Edmonton, and Vegas just couldn't keep up with Edmonton's game. And I heard Bruce Cassidy after the game. He gave props to Edmonton's offense. He said, "Like they're the best offensive team in the league. You can't." you can't beat them by scoring more goals than them, just pure offense. So they got away from their game and they fell into Edmonton's game and it ended up hurting them. And Edmonton's played Vegas pretty well this year, but Vegas still holds that division lead. So uh-huh. um, yeah, it'll be interesting down the stretch here to see how much the standing shift, like we said in the Pacific. Yeah. The Oilers love turning it up in these, these late months right before playoffs, which is, I like it. Good they to always see. seem to do it, especially last year. Want... They were on fire. Yeah. I just want to say Nuge had five points that game, too. So, fantastic game for Nuge, who was on point or on pace to get over 100 points this season, which is just who awesome. Considering coming into the season, he had never eclipsed 
70 goal or 70 points, not 70 goals. That would have been <laughs> something else, but great for news. Good for news. Wow, I cannot talk tonight. <laughs> that would get to the next one. The final game from the yeah. last week. Yeah, go ahead, Nashville right. fan. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, our next and last game was from the same night. We had Nashville visiting Boston with Nashville getting a huge, huge win for their playoff hopes against the best team in the league, which honestly shocked me. And it was a really big game after the, the terrible shooting that happened in Nashville the day before. So it was it was, it was was pretty awesome to see them get the dub. Unfortunately, Saros's shutout got ruined with less than a second left too. So that one, that one hurt too. What do you guys think? Yeah, you go ahead. Um, yeah, that was a really big game for Nashville. That was um, a really gutsy effort, honestly. Uh, being in Boston and coming out with a 2-1 win in regulation um, shows that even Nashville is still in it. I mean, they're just a couple points behind the wild card, so they can easily sneak in here with how wide open the West is for the most part. I hope so. Yeah. Um... Winnipeg slipping. Yeah, uh, with the the West right now, the top seven teams are basically decided going to make the playoffs. It's just that last wild card spot. It's, right now, it's between Winnipeg, who holds it right now, Calgary and Nashville. Um, Nashville's only a few points back, but they do have games in hand on both Calgary and Winnipeg. And Calgary's a couple points back of Winnipeg. So it's a tight race for that last spot. And they don't even know who they're going to face yet. They do make it because the the lead for the West is still up for grabs as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the Western Conference is just – it's just crazy right now. We, we have no idea how it's going to end up. So, it's pretty exciting compared to the East because the East is, like, basically we already know all the playoff teams nearly and who's going to play who. Like, Toronto-Tampa is a lock at this point. Um, Carolina, New Jersey, New York are all going to be in the playoffs and the Metro – just the order of who plays who there. But, uh, yeah, the West is a lot more entertaining, I will say, to uh, watch that, uh, how things will unfold over there. I agree. 100% agree. agree. I saw a post um, yesterday, actually, um, and it was discussing the possibility of there being a BOA in the first round this year, which that's kind of hard to think just because Calgary struggled this year and Edmonton's just kind of, they haven't been in the uh, the lead in the Pacific all year, um, but that can still happen. That, that can show uh, how wide open the West is, which is that's pretty cool. That'd be awesome. That'd be nuts. Another BOA. That'd be nuts. Another BOA. That'd be so cool. We'd be going to Game One. We'd be there. Book it. <laughs> Anyways, shall we uh, move on to the preview? Done with the review. Uh, yeah, um, so I'll get into the first game to preview for this upcoming week. Uh, it's Saturday, April 1st. Uh, big Central Division matchup here. We got Dallas visiting Colorado. Um, they are both currently at the same amount of games played and the same amount of points. So this is a battle for a second, but they can uh, both, uh, both of them can catch Minnesota for that lead. So Whoever wins this game is uh, really helps their odds to get home ice at least in the first round of the uh, the playoffs, and they might likely face each other in uh, 
round one if neither of them can catch Minnesota. So big game for both of them to uh, get ready for the playoffs down the stretch here. Um, got any thoughts on that one? Yeah, for sure. I think I think was it Minnesota that got that big win against Colorado the other day? Just to like solidify things. Yeah, Minnesota beat Colorado um three one. Yeah. Um yesterday. That was huge. And if Colorado would have won, they actually would have jumped Minnesota for first in the division. But Minnesota It's a game in hand too. Yeah. It was uh, huge. Yeah, Minnesota got that lead. Crazy West. Wild West. People will still stay. The East is more entertaining. That is just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that wide argument. open the East is. It's just, it's, I don't even know. Like they're, Everyone's so good in the East, but it's just so, I don't know. It's not close. I mean, you know who you're playing in the playoffs exactly. like two months in advance. It's not that much fun. Where in the West, yeah. like literally anyone could still play each other. It's insane. Honestly. Like Vegas yeah. just clinched today, which is yeah, honestly crazy. First help. West team. Yeah. What was Pretty it? Neat. Nashville losing today that helped. I think so. Yep, the Nashville loss. Every team in the West, you'll start seeing over the next week, almost every team in the West will clinch over the next week. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But uh, speaking of the West, uh, Alex, you want to take us to our second game uh, to preview? Yes, I do. Um, Saturday, April 1st, so another Saturday game, we have the Wild in Vegas taking on the Golden Knights. These are two of the top two teams in the West battling it out. Vegas is looking to uh, get back on track while the Wild continue to win without Kaprizov, which has been very impressive um, considering their competition as of late. So. What do you guys think? I'll go ahead, Harrison. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty huge matchup for both. Obviously, they're both leading the division, and I think it would really whoever wins this is honestly moves farther ahead and top of the West and could clinch the West for home ice advantage throughout the uh, left-hand side of the bracket, so that would be pretty huge. What do you think? Anything else to add? Um, I'll just say that um, if you're a fan of a Pacific team, uh, you'll be cheering for Minnesota. And if you're a fan of a Central team, you'll be cheering for Vegas to win that one because whoever comes up on top will will help their division lead quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So I know as an Oilers fan, I'll be, I'll be cheering on the Wild. But, uh, yeah, either way, um, one of these teams is going to, is going to have a little bit of breathing room after this game, which is pretty scary. But, uh, yeah, I don't think there's any much more to say there. Um, uh, Harrison, you want to preview our next game, which is also on the Saturday? Yeah, pretty crazy Saturday. We got uh, L.A., the Kings visiting Seattle, with Seattle looking to run away with the top of the wild card, which they are They're a little bit – they're slipping away from – uh, Winnipeg now, and they're obviously five points up on them, but a win here would be huge for them. And obviously, a Kings win would also be huge to get them back up into, as they said, third right now in the Pacific, if I'm not wrong, but that could put them back up to who knows where that will be in a couple of days. But, yeah, could be a huge win for each team. I agree. Um, yeah, I don't 
I don't see any of the the top Pacific teams really dropping. Um, no. L.A., Edmonton, and Vegas. That being so, that pretty much locks up um, the first wild card. You'd imagine, but yeah, really anything can happen. So, Chase, what do you think? Yeah, um, we'll probably we're probably starting to sound like a broken record here, but yeah, there's just another West battle. It's like crazy that. This late in the season, all these teams that are so close in points with one another are playing each other for mm-hmm. playoff spots. Like, like the like it's part of the script, I guess. Schedule makers just like back way back in like July or August or whatever, somehow knew that all these teams would be fighting for playoffs and just made them play each other in April. But uh, yeah, um, be a huge game in the Pacific there, Seattle. They kind of fallen off a little bit. They were second and third in the division. Now they're in the wild card one. But I don't really think they have anything to worry about in terms of making the playoffs. But uh, if they get a win here, then they'll be closing in on LA a little bit. So there's a chance they can climb back into a one, two, three spot. But if LA wins, then they basically are guaranteed to have a wild card spot. So uh, yeah, yeah, um, I think that's pretty much covers it for that game and uh the next game that we're going to preview here sunday on april 2nd eastern game for once um it's the islanders paying a visit to the hurricanes and the islanders they're trying to continue to battle for the first wild card try and hold that spot that they currently have and carolina is looking for a big win to uh, secure the top of the metro they're only one point up on new jersey new jersey's right on their heels so if they want to win that division they're going to need to keep winning and obviously if islanders want to keep holding that wild card spot they need to keep winning as well so both teams will be really desperate for points for different reasons but uh, what do you guys think man you summed it up pretty good there um both teams they really need this win big time um harrison do you got any thoughts this honestly could be a preview for a first round matchup as obviously Boston's playing the worst wildcard team and the Islanders are up on the pens right now. Three, three points up. They're four points up on the Panthers too. They're, I feel like they're pretty much, I wouldn't say locked in, but I, I can't really see them slipping away unless Pittsburgh does something crazy, which obviously is possible because playoff Pittsburgh just turns it up, but we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do have a prediction for this game. I think whoever scores first will win. So it's like a like a mad fast version thing. Like a first pitch swinging, first pitch crushing. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I agree. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I mean, whoever scores that being first said, wins shall... the majority of the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, shall we move on? I like that as an ending point. One last preview here. Do it. Yep. So, Tuesday, April fourth. Uh, we're going back out west, and we have the Oilers. The wow, the <laughs> Oilers. <laughs> the Oilers paying a trip um, to the Crypto.com Arena to visit the Kings uh, in the final meeting between these two top teams in the Pacific. One point currently separating them in the standings, and this game has massive playoff implications written all over it, board to board. So. Uh, we've already explained the points. What's going on down there in the Pacific? Uh, what do you guys think? Playoff preview. 
in my opinion. I think I think this will be a two v three matchup. I think it'll it'll probably lock in here. Uh, if anything, Oilers take first spot in my opinion, but I think this will be a pretty surefire matchup right here. So pretty much playoff game. Pretty much playoff game. Unless someone catches Vegas. Yeah. Oilers. Just Vegas is slowing, man. Anything Oilers. could happen. I don't know. Let's take a look at the rest of Vegas' schedule here. I'm pretty sure they play a lot of playoff teams. So they play yeah, I looked at it earlier um today. They it's the toughest out of between Edmonton, mm-hmm. LA, Vegas. Vegas is, is the toughest yeah. by far. Yeah, they aside from tonight when they play San Jose, they played playoff teams all across the board. It's Minnesota, Minnesota, Nashville, LA, Dallas, Seattle, Seattle to finish it. So um that'll be tough to get points, especially with the way they're sliding. Um I don't know. That'll be interesting. Harrison got any final thoughts? I think we pretty much summed it all up. Cool. I think that's all. Shall we shall we move on to the best part of the podcast here? Pick up time. Let's do a quickly review our picks from the past week. So, Alex, you want to start it off? Yeah, I'll burn through mine here. So, unfortunately, Thursday I had Quinn Hughes against the Sharks, and I'm pretty sure, Jace, you said it was disallowed. Is that correct? He scored, Um, but it was – no, it was deflected. Sorry. Yeah, because I got notification um, that was like goal Quinn Hughes. And then I checked the app to make sure, and it was like, nope, it was DiGiuseppe deflected, a primary assist, Quinn Hughes. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> I get I get robbed there, as it seems like I do most weeks. Um, but Friday, I had Samuel Girard against the Coyotes. He did not pot one. And then Saturday, I had Warren Fogle against the Golden Knights, and he barely snuck one through to tie the game at three. So that was a massive goal, and... Big plus for Alex Belzil over here. Then we had Sunday, Kevin Fiala against the Blues. And this was that crazy, um, what was the score, 7-6 game that we reviewed earlier. And unbelievably, Kevin Fiala did not score. So that's a pretty tough one there. And then Monday, we had Clayton Keller against the Oilers. One of the, he is the Coyotes leading scorer, and he did not pot one. Uh, so Tuesday, I had Jake Gensel visiting the Red Wings, and he did score for me. And finally, Brock Nelson at the Capitals, he did not. So on the week, I go two for seven, two correct, and I will hand it off to Harrison to review his picks. You know what? That's that's not bad. Two for seven for Pickham, that's not too shit. Pretty solid. It's pretty solid. Yeah, for mine, I started off – Really strong with Mitch Marner scoring in Florida, which was huge. And then I went on a little bit of a losing streak here with Marchenko not scoring against the Islanders and then Dunn also not scoring against Nashville, which was surprising after they won 7-2. So that was a little bit unfortunate. Could have at least had a bright side for the Preds losing by that much, but whatever. <laughs> uh, for Sunday, I had Lindholm scoring in Carolina. Nothing. Then Monday night, I had Matthew Boldy scoring against Seattle, and he put down a hat trick, which was huge. And that helped me out. That should count for four in total for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, and then Tuesday, 
and Wednesday both didn't score. I had Kempe against Calgary, and then I thought this was a walk. I had Cal Clutterbuck, Cal Clutterbuck scoring in Washington, but unfortunately he he did not score. I thought he was going to have. That is surprising. <laughs> wow, Cal Clutterbuck didn't score. <laughs> I I the most out of pocket pick we've had on the podcast. Yeah, I thought funny. that was a lock. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you guys each got two, and I'll go through mine real quick. So, Thursday, I picked John Carlson to score in his return from injury, and he did score, so I started off pretty good. Then Friday, I picked Miko Rantanen to score against Arizona, and I got a notification on my phone that he scored the third goal, but then it was later changed to JT Comfer's goal, or maybe the notification just messed up. But I was excited and then disappointed because he didn't score that night. Saturday, I picked Nico Heischer against Ottawa. He didn't score, but he got two primary assists, of course. Sunday, I picked Jordan Cairo against LA in that crazy 7-6 game, and he did score, so I got two right. Uh, Monday, Alex Tuck against Montreal did not score. Tuesday, Haskinen against Chicago did not score. And Wednesday, Zuccarello against Colorado did not score. So for the first time ever, we have had a three-way tie in the pick'em. We all got two right. So there is no winner, but we will just keep it on uh, in the stats here. So our total wins is Harrison is two, I have one. We have one tie, and Alex is, has yet to get a win on his best week. It's going to be my week. <laughs> week five, <laughs> you have no idea what's coming. Okay. <laughs> Heard that one before. Four other times. You're going to hear it every time. <laughs> yes, Yes, I do have some interesting picks. Shall we uh, get right into it here? Yeah, let's do it. Waste any time? Why not? Okay, so my Thursday pick, I have Claude Giroux scoring against the Flyers. Um, obviously, he plays for the Sens now. So going up against his former team, which he played for for so many years, I got him on one in the back of the net. Harrison. Uh, for my pick for tonight, I've got the Beaumont boy, Noah Gregor, to score against Vegas. He scored last game, so why why not put one in the back? Get a back of the net again, back to back games. So he's underrated. I like that. I like that. <laughs> and for mine, I went with the biggest risk of them all: Sidney Crosby against Nashville. Uh, one of the best players of our generation. Uh, hope we can get it done tonight. Cool. Okay, so Friday, uh, March 31st, I have Troy Stetcher scoring against the Canucks. Uh, he now plays for the Calgary Flames, so he's an interesting player to watch, um, and he's got a little bit of a wrister, so we'll see if he can score one for me. We'll see about that one. Okay. That's like a 5% chance of that one happening. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Might be a bigger stretch than Cal Clutterbuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, okay. Uh, for my Friday pick, I'm taking my first D man. I'm taking probably the runner up in the Norris Trophy this year, Josh Morrissey, against Detroit. He's scoreless in his last five, so I think he's due to score one. He's got 15 on the year, so he's he's scoring again. Detroit's not very good, so. He'll score. I'm locking it in. Well, if Josh Morrissey 
doesn't score, I'm hoping uh, his teammate on the blue line can score because I picked Neil Pionk in the same game. So uh, we're both rooting on Jets defensemen, but different ones. So that was my pick for for uh, for Friday. One of those bounties. Okay, I'm going. Well, you know what? One of these defensemen is about to score out of the four. Well, out of the three we've just named, I'm adding another one. And I have Vincent DeHarnay uh, scoring on Saturday against the Ducks. He has yet to score in the NHL. So I feel like the odds are with me. And this is the team that he debuted against. I've done my research for this one, buddy. And it is happening. Okay, that's... That's that's a bigger stretch than Troy Stetcher and Cal Clutterbuck. Okay? <laughs> combined, <laughs> combined. <laughs> oh goodness! I will get a bro, fake... and bro and bro wonders why he's never won. <laughs> I will get a fake Vincent DeHarnay jersey if he scores on Saturday against the Ducks. I will do it. Oh gosh! And I hope it happens. I do too. That would be that'd be awesome. You've still yet to get your Alex Belzil jersey that you promised us when he scored against Edmonton. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, for my pick on Saturday, I'm taking well, probably one of the most underrated players in the league. He's been we talked about him earlier. He's almost at hundred points. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He is unbelievable this year. Out of nowhere, to be honest. People's like, oh, power play merchant. (laughs) He's good. Honestly. (laughs) Hold on. I want to read the stat quick. Um, Was it the one where it's like with with Nuge and without Nuge on the power play? How much their goals change? Yeah. So this is the tweet. It says, in the past three years, Edmonton's power play generates 14 goals per hour with McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins on the ice. If you remove Nuge and McDavid Dreisaitl are on the ice for 7.9 power play goals per hour, that's a decrease of 44% for the top power play unit when Nuge is not on it. Wow. But McDavid, he drives that power play, right? Like Nuge is just, he just benefits from that. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. I don't think so. Well, the arguments is like Nuge gets all his points because he just passes to McDavid, passes to Drysaddle. It's like, well, yeah, because he's maybe a really good passer. Like, yeah. is he just supposed to be on the power play and like not try and get points? Yeah, just so that he can Honestly. get his even strength points. Like that's literally. You're asking good. the talent that's put on the ice night after night not to score on the power play. Literally, you didn't want him to score, do. just don't give him power plays. Like, it's pretty simple. And <laughs> people think... try, I hate, oh, I hate the people on Twitter that just, they just crap on the Oilers' power play all day. People like that, they genuinely just don't watch the games, and it's it's kind of embarrassing. Exactly. Like, I will admit, is Nuge's, was Nuge's stats inflated this year? Yeah, a little bit. But he's been on, the Oilers' power play, has for the past few years has always been near 30 percent and Nuge is just now hitting 96 points he never he never even cracked 70 before even though he was on that power play last year the year before it was up around 30 percent just like it is this year Nuge was on those power plays just like he is this year but he never cracked 70 points and then all of a sudden this year is 96 and people just write it off like 
there's a little bit of underlying stuff there. Like Nuge is having a really good year. Yeah, the power play is probably probably makes it a little more than it should be, but that doesn't mean that he's not he hasn't been a good player this year and should just be written off. Like that's that's makes no sense to me. People just don't want the Oilers to succeed. That's all they want. Anyways, shall we continue with our picks here? Yeah, so for my Saturday pick, I pick one of the top goal scorers in the league this year, uh, Braden Point, to score against the Islanders. Um, He's just been scoring like crazy for Tampa. He's tied for fourth in the league with 47 goals. So he might hit 50 before the year Mm -hmm. ends. It'll be interesting to see. But uh, who do you have for Sunday, Alex? My Sunday pick... I picked the guy that just recently requested a trade that was actually disproven. He said that it was fake. So uh, I picked Evgeny Kuznetsov to score against the Rangers on Sunday. Solid thing. Eagle. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm talking about. The celebration. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, continue on with the pick, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'll just... I'll go. I'll go to my pick. I won't talk about that noise. Uh, <laughs> my pick. I'm taking a uh, Brock Besser to score against LA. He's got a goal in his last three straight games, but only 16 on the season, which is honestly really surprising. But he'll keep it up. He's going for four straight. Local fours. Brock Besser. Good pick. Thanks. And my Sunday pick. I'm going the same game as Alex, but opposite team. I'm going on the blue line, picking Adam Fox to score. I picked him, I think, week one or week two, and I don't think he came through for me, but hopefully he can come through for me uh, this Sunday. So who do you got on Monday, Alex? Yeah, so my Monday pick, I went to a little bit more of an underrated guy, I find. Uh, From the Nashville Predators, I picked Matt Duchesne. Uh, He has 22 goals on the season. Um, So, yeah, that's my pick. Harrison? No. He's injured. Oh, is he actually? <laughs> he's out. I think he's out for like two weeks from what I last saw. No. I, I could totally be wrong, but I swear okay. last game. We, we will Boston. allow you to change your pick, but it has to be a player <laughs> on the same team. Do it. Okay, hold on. Give me a couple seconds. I recommend I need to pick Tommy Novak. I recommend no, no, no. Just because you said that, I'm going with Mark Jankowski. <laughs> no way. Against the Stars. You want you wanted something worse than Vinny Dayarne? You're going Mark Jankowski. Holy he has five moly. goals on the season. Um, he injured two. He's only played forty two games. Do you know? <laughs> he might. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll stick see. with that one. Anyways, that's my pick, Mark Jankowski. I like it. A lot of underdogs for you this week. <laughs> Uh, for mine, I'm I'm taking the same game. I'm taking obviously Nashville really sucks about sucks against Dallas. So I'm taking Miro Heiskin in to score. Uh, he's got 11 goals in the year as a D man, so he'll score on against Nashville. No matter who's in that, we got a pretty good goalie tandem. Yeah, I picked him last week and he didn't come through for me, bud. So uh, this is the week. He's, he's 0 for one Probably so not. far on the blue line, on the blue line pick him. But uh, my pick, I went with Seattle's top goal scorer against Arizona on Monday, Jared McCann. Um, Arizona 
It's not in Arizona, so they probably will lose. And Jared McCann been scoring a lot this year, so that's that was my pick. And who do you got Tuesday, Alex? So Tuesday, I have the man that loves to score against the Kings and has yet to play them yet this season. Uh, in the playoffs last year, he had seven goals. I have Evander Kane scoring for the Edmonton Oilers. Harrison, what about you? Throw up the sevens. Yep, there you go. Uh, for mine is a pretty weird pick, to be honest. It's, uh, it is Chicago's leading goal scorer, but it is, it is Taylor Radish to score in Calgary. What? Yeah. He's their leading goal scorer? 20 goals in the year, and he's leading. I swear. Take a peek if you want. He's... I got to see this with my own eyes. Oh, my God, he actually does. <laughs> no way. He has 35 points on the season. That's insane. <laughs> Lock. Lock it in. <laughs> oh. Um. Taylor Radish, out of all the players that are playing that day that you could have picked, you picked Taylor Radish. <laughs> it's right, a week then. of underdogs. Yeah, you guys have picked a bunch of underdogs except me because I picked John Tavares on Tuesday. Um, third highest scorer on the Leafs for goals, 32 goals on the year. I picked a bunch of guys that can score goals, and I'm probably not even going to get a single one right. Alex is going to get like five of his seven right <laughs> somehow. Um, but yeah, Mark your last pick. If Mark Jankowski scores, <laughs> you no win this whole series. Automatic. Okay. okay. That happens. I will do a backflip. Off the second floor of Roger's place. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, my last pick is Tanner Janot, uh against the Rangers. He has yet to pot one for his new team, the Lightning. So will. Uh, we'll see if he can do that. Hopefully. I need a win here. It'll be a, a tough week. week. Tough be a week. Week of hope with Vincent DeArnay, Troy Stetcher, and Mark Jankowski. You're going to hope I can do that. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Speaking of hope, the, the, my player for the my last pick, their team is running out of hope for this playoff run. Andrew Mangiapane will score against Winnipeg. Lock it in. Place your bets. Put 50 bucks on it. No. Andrew no. Mangiapane, anytime goal scorer. Last goal scorer. He will score in a one nothing game against Winnipeg. First and last goal score. Okay, man. <laughs> what about you, Jason? Final pick. My final pick, I went with Zach Hyman against Anaheim. There's only three games that night, I believe, so we all picked guys from different games. Zach Hyman having a, a great year on the Oilers. Um, got a bunch of disallowed goals, which, watch that game, he's going to probably get a disallowed goal in Italy. But, <laughs> Yeah, those are our picks for the week five of the Blue Line Pick'em. Well, Harrison, do you want to take it away with the, uh, the general news Eat. from around the league here? Indeed. For, uh, but yeah, there's not much really to go over, but really one of the bigger things was A.J. Greer getting suspended 
one game for cross-checking Hoffman, which was honestly so unnecessary, but Hoffman had quite a bit to say about it on uh, social media with his past suspension. And it was, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, for those who did not see the social media post, um, it was basically Hoffman on his Instagram story and he had uh, a really brutal looking chin. There was a lot of dried blood all across his chin. Uh, didn't look nice at all. Apparently he had to eat a lot of um, smoothies and whatnot. He couldn't have any solid food. And the league suspends AJ Greer one game. Um, so I don't know. I, I get the frustration from Hoffman's perspective, especially with his past suspension, um, which is yeah. past suspension being it was a cross check to the back of the head. Um, I saw the video. It it didn't even look like a game, and he got two games for it. So um, I think what we're all looking for from the league is just some consistency. And um, I was just going to say. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Jace, do you got any thoughts? Um, not really. I didn't even end up seeing the the, uh, the actual cross checks. I just saw his social media posts. But from what he s- said, sounded like it's kind of odd that he he got one or he got two for cross check to the back of the head, and then he got all that bloodied up face, and only got one. So mm-hmm. a little bit uh, head scratcher there. But that's basically all for that storyline. Um, they're both back playing now. Their suspensions are over. So, um, the next thing we have here is some quick playoff updates. The Coyotes and Canadians were officially eliminated from playoff contention, and the Devils and Rangers have clinched. Um, Devils and Rangers likely will face each other round one, unless the Devils end up catching Carolina. Um, but uh, what do you guys think of those four teams, two eliminated and two clinching? Well, I think we all saw the the Yotes and Habs getting eliminated pretty early. Um, so that's just pointing out the obvious. But Devils Rangers, uh, obviously they both clinch, and that would be an awesome first-round matchup. First time the Devils make the playoffs in five years, and we all know how MSG can be during the playoffs. So that would be an amazing first-round matchup. We need that, if I'm being honest. That would be, oh, be awesome. I think last time they each other in the playoffs was I want to say 2012 Easter Conference final and that was just that was a crazy mm-hmm. series. Devils won that one in six I think Henry, overtime goal. It's over. He knows. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um shall we get on to the last piece of news here? Indeed. Yeah. Let's do it. So uh the last piece of news we have Philip Cheadle uh signing a four Okay, apparently I pronounced his name wrong there. Uh, Philip Heedle, <laughs> is that it, buddy? Um, yeah. Four-year extension. Four point, I don't know why this number is so specific, <laughs> but it's $4.4375 million, uh, average annual value. Uh, what do you guys think? He's really putting out some pie digits there. Yeah. Damn. Unbelievable. But, yeah, I think it's a pretty fair contract for him. Not really much. There's really some extensions going on this late in the year, but what do you think, Jace? Uh, yeah, he's been he's been solid for the for the Rangers, and he's still a young guy, so they they lock him up for the next four years as he'll probably only get better from this point on. And 
that's not too much AAV to carry. So I'm sure both sides will be happy with that. Um, anything else you guys want to add, or do you want to uh, get on to the new segment? I say we should move on. I'm ready. Cool. So, yeah, um, this new segment is Guess the Player. It'll kind of be like Guess Who. Um, each of us will have a player in mind, and the other two will not know. And it will be – you can only a ask yes or no questions to narrow down the player. The two guessers get four guesses each, each rotating. So when it's my player, Alex will ask, mm -hmm. then Harrison, then Alex and Harrison. And they each get four questions, four yes or no questions. And then the fifth question that each person asks, they ha has to be a guess, no matter how much information you know. Um, it has to be a guess. Um, so you guys pretty good on the rules? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. You guys, you guys guess my my player here. Okay. You start Anyone off, Chase. First, me. Um. Sure. Sure. Um. Is this player in the Western Conference? No. Okay. Is this player in the Metro Division? No. Okay, so they're in the Atlantic. Is this does this player play for a Canadian team? Yes. Okay. Do they play in Quebec? Yes. Okay, so it's on Montreal. We each have two questions left. Is this player a forward? No. Jeez. Has this player been in on this team for more than three years? No. Gosh. We each have one more question. And they're not a forward. I might just go for like a guess at this point. Are we allowed to guess for a fourth um, question or no? I mean, you can, question. but I feel you like might as I well just know narrow who it, it down. Is. Yeah, I feel well, like really. I already know who it is, but um, I'll just I'll just do this just to be safe. <laughs> Does this player's last name start with an X? No. I thought it was. I know where you were going, going with that guy. Yeah, I knew. Okay, you Harrison, you got one question left, and then okay. I think you should ask if it's if it's a goalie or defenseman. Because we still technically don't know, but it's your it's yeah, a is it, your question. Is it a, is it a goalie? No. Okay, so we have to guess now, and I get a guess, and Alex or Nate Harrison gets a guess. I know what okay. mine is. Shoot, none of these defensemen have really been on the them for three plus years at all. They're all pretty new. I don't even think, go. I think this is Edmondson's third year. So I don't think any of them have been on the team for three plus years, actually. I'll go. For me, it's between Savard, Matheson, and Gooley. Um, I'll go. Is it Caden Gooley? You got it. I got it? Got it. Yeah, you got it. I was it. thinking of too. That's what I was thinking. I went with the Edmonton boy. The Edmonton boy. I like that. Nice. He's that been was, solid was... for the Habs this year. Yeah. 
that was a good that was a good player got us like right up to that ninth question and yeah then... it's perfect oh yeah Gooley's been he's been fantastic in his rookie year obviously he's had some injuries um that have kind of taken away from his rookie season but 44 games he has four goals 14 assists 18 points he's a minus 19 but he also plays on the halves um and he's been playing against top competition all year alongside Joel Edmondson. So he's been a pretty good defenseman for them. And I'm excited to see what comes as most listeners would know. We're all from Edmonton and he played for the Oil Kings. So Yeah, yeah. I love watching him yeah. the Oil Kings and interesting to see where his career goes from here. Well, okay, who wants to uh, go next? I'll take it. Okay. You want me to fire first then, Jace? Yeah, you go first. Okay, so is he in the East? He's not. Okay. Uh, yeah, also, if you're listening, feel free to play along uh, yourself with these um, these questions that we asked trying to narrow it down in your head. Um, mm-hmm. So he's in the West. Okay, is he on? Is he in the Pacific Division? He is not. Okay, so he's okay, in the so Central. He's central team. Is he on a Canadian team? He is not on a Canadian team. It's not the Jets. So we have Um, Winnipeg, Dallas, Colorado, Nashville, St. Louis, Arizona, and Chicago. So Winnipeg. So it's one of the other seven. Yeah. We need to formulate a question here. Here I go. I'll narrow this down. I got a good one. Uh Uh-oh. Action. Well, you can do like... I got, I got, a, I got a decent one here. Yeah. Does the team that he play on currently have eighty points or more? Oh, does team does have eighty more? So it's so Colorado, it's, Dallas, or Minnesota, or Nashville, or Nashville. Yeah. So one of those four. Okay. So we each have um, two more. Hmm. You should probably try and split more them in than half eighty points. Yeah, so I was four teams. So, oh, I ask if they have uh, a look. Look at their color, their logos. Yeah. Okay. Um, Do they have green in their logo? I guess they do not. Okay, so it's Nashville Nashville or Colorado. Colorado. Bro picked a guy on Nashville, didn't he? Is it is your guy (laughs) on Nashville? Yes. Okay, so we each have one more question. We have. We each have one more, and then we have to guess. Okay. Um. Obviously, is he a forward? Yes. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> um, hey, that actually helps. That helps. Nashville. He's a forward. Okay. I'm just gonna pull up their roster real quick. Just yeah. Check. <clears throat> I feel like best question you could ask is like, is he from North America? I guess. They got a, they got a Russian, uh, Canadian, American, Canadian, I'm gonna look American. At their, I'm gonna look at their team stats real quick and see if I can kind of split it that way. Um, oh, that's tough. It is tough. on their team. Okay. Um, you might need to pull something up for this, Harrison. Does yeah. this player currently have 25 or more points? Yeah. 
Okay, yes. so I'll just tell you who it could be, Alex. Okay. Um, it could be Duchesne, Forsberg, Novak, Glass, Johansson, and Sissons. And we have to guess now because this is our fifth question each. Duchesne, Duchesne, Forsberg, Forsberg Novak. Glass, Novak, Johansson, Sissons. Oh. Oh. Go. Is it Forsberg? Nope. Okay. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I you've been talking about this guy so much. Is it Tommy Novak? It is not Tommy Novak. Oh. Who is it? Was it? Cody Glass. Oh, Cody that was going to be my second guess, man. Hockey reference oh. over right now. He's 30 points. Yeah, 30 I thought you guys were going to get it. I was you're uh, close. Yeah. More, like one more Over guess. Probably. Yeah. All Obviously right. acquired from Vegas too. Yeah. Cody Glass. Cool. Okay. Um, Harrison, do you want to, do you want to start us off? Indeed. Are they in the West? No. They are not. We always get the conference wrong. <laughs> so it's in the east. Are they in the metro? Yes. Oh. Okay. Um, in the metro. No Canadian team, so that's kind of yeah. tough. I was going to say, I'm like, oh, gosh. You could do, do they have, like, the color red? Because Carolina, New Jersey, New York, the Rangers, yes, Washington, and Columbus. They have the color red. red. In their logo. Yeah, do they have the color red? In their logo? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> okay, so it's either Carolina, uh, the Devils, the Rangers, Washington, or Columbus. Yeah. Um, okay. Are they from um, the New York State? No. Okay, so Carolina, Washington, or Columbus. We each Are have they... two more, two more each, and then you have to guess. Columbus, Washington, Carolina. That's a good way. Are they in a playoff spot right now? No. Damn it. They so in Capitals, Blue Jackets. Spot? Okay, well, is it the Blue Jackets? Yes. Okay, so it's the Blue Jackets. We each have two questions remaining. Harrison, do the deed. Or you each have one, sorry. Left. Yeah. Two total. Um, is it a forward? No. Oh. So it's Men K. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Um, does he shoot right or left? Uh, just was it? <laughs> It has to be yes or, or no. Uh, so. Does he shoot right? Sorry. Does he shoot does right? Does he shoot right? Yes. Okay. So there's a right shot. Defenseman. Harrison. Now you have to guess. Now you guys have to guess. Good luck. So there's. Is it. these guys, man. Adam Bolquist. Yes. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So the only person we weren't able to crack 
was Harrison. Cody Glass, yeah. Nice. I thought we weren't going to get yours, Jace. We were, I thought we were getting too close to like not being able to be able to get it. <laughs> that right or left question, that was a good that was a good question. Thank you. So yeah, the new segment, guess who? I like it. Now finished and uh <laughs> might return in the future. Um as playoffs get closer, we'll probably discuss playoffs more. But uh yeah, I think that was a fun segment. We could definitely uh, bring that back at some point. But I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add before we close it out here? No, all good, I think. All good. Cool. Well, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to episode five of the Blue Line Breakdown. And, uh, yeah, we will be back next week for episode six. And until then, um, peace out. Who's this? Yeah.